Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, it's another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. It's episode 34. Wade and Ryan with you here in studio on a rainy day, a no Padres game day. We got two tomorrow, two split squad games tomorrow to look forward to. Cubs and our Vetter Cup rivals, the Mariners. Back-to-back champs, Vetter Cup. Padres, yeah. Yeah. Print the shirts. Yeah, bring it home. Keep it home. Keep it home. I'm worried about 1% that we're going to have no fans opening day for baseball. Does that has that entered your mind at all? No, I think everybody's freaking out about this. Yeah, that's why I'm worried. <laughs> the Ivy League canceled their uh, tournament today. Wait, people are dumb and I'm worried that this the is going to be a huge tournament, thing. No fans are allowed. It's only players. But like look at uh, Champions League. It's like the biggest tournament in the, on the planet and they're – keeping fans away in Italy and in France. Really? Yeah. I didn't hear about that. That's nuts, right? Champion, so there's no fans at Champions League games? Yeah. But um, I'm 0% worried about this whole thing, but it goes up a micro percentage every single day. And if there's a chance that we have no fans opening day, I'd be really disappointed. Did you see uh, the state of Ohio said no gatherings of anyone over a thousand people and the, uh, what's the team? The hockey team? Columbus Blue Jackets? That's it. Like, no. Fuck you. Like our <laughs> fans can come. I, we were talking about that off. I don't know how you – who enforces what there because the state can say something and then the team can just be like, no. The team has to be on board. The leagues all have to be on board. Right, I don't like get, what? You're going to get state troopers keeping people out of the stadium? Who has jurisdic- jurisdiction <laughs> here? I have no idea. It's going to be pandemonium. And Trump's in office, so it, who know anything can happen. I think all the cards are on the table for this. Um, And if this is the Padres year, which we think it is, our first year above 500 since – 20 or 2000 what is it six or something um no first year in the playoffs since 2006 first year above 500 since 2010 and it had to be the coronavirus year the covid 19 year so i'm going to go on record and say fuck you covid 19 i'm officially taking a stand against the virus wow believe in potter's prospects is against the virus (laughs) that's a hard take (laughs) you like that print that Publish it anywhere you want. Are we the first podcast to be anti-coronavirus? <laughs> we are anti-virus here on Believe in Pottery's Prospects. Also, Cactus League Championship shirts are being put on hold. Yeah, we got a little too excited. We were really week. excited <laughs> like a week ago. And then they probably lost three in a row. They went full Padres. You never go full Padres, Wade. You know that of a, a, more than anybody. Yeah. And they lo- they've lost their last three. So the shirts, the champagne, all on hold. Padres still sneakily 11 and 5. Having lost their last three, but they're tied with Oakland. Oakland, I think, is the team that robbed us last year. Does that sound right to you? I believe they were, yeah. Uh, For that disputed title. So we're looking for the undisputed title this year. I'm thinking new rivalry with the the Mesa A's. Not the Oakland A's, just the Mesa A's. Number one rivalry. When they go back to Oakland, we're okay. Yeah, we're fine again. (laughs) But it's whatever spring training is around, and it's the Mesa A's. The fight for yellow. Who, Who owns the yellow? Okay. Yeah. The the fight for yellow. Well, gold or yellow? What do you want? Mustard? Yeah. Do the A's call it yellow? Do they call it gold? How about just know. the fight for the greater Phoenix area? Okay. The fight for the cactus? Yeah. How, is the Cactus League trophy an actual cactus? 
I think that'd be sick. I don't believe there is a trophy. There should be, and it should be a cactus. And then you can plant it out front of your complex, and the number of giant saguaro cactuses you have is the number of championships you have. You don't like that idea? No, I do. Okay. Or would it be the arms coming off of the cactus is how many? So you have to, like, change the cactus up? How would you grow arms on a cactus? You just got to get a new one. What? No. Yeah. Let's make any sense. Let's make any sense. It made sense in my head. <laughs> on today's show. How long did that go? That was way too long. On today's show. I might have to splice in on today's show earlier. Uh, Ryan's Circle of Trust. We're we talking about that. So who Enter are the... the circle. We're gonna, do you want to develop some kind of intro for that? You want to make something for me? I don't know. You're just staring at me. Yeah. Like Ryan's Circle of Trust, who are the top 20 players who I trust most going into a one-game wildcard matchup. Okay, so end of the year's here. Potters have made the wildcard. They get one game against somebody. These are the players I trust most and who I would want most on that team in order, 1 through 20. So we're going 1 through 20 because some bench bats really don't matter for a one-game sample size like this, Um, and some starting pitchers don't matter for a one game sample size like this, but some do. And we're going to find out which one is which. And that's why we're doing 20. And we're going to just leave off the last few guys. And these can be minor league guys. They can be major league guys, but they have to be on some Padres roster right now. We're not talking guys that can be acquired via free agency or trades. So does that make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. okay. Also, we're going to sprinkle some spring training news in here. Who's leaving major league camp. Who's still around. Who's caught my eye. Stuff like that. There's really not much going on in spring training other than, Whenever there's news, it's just so-and-so has been sent down or so-and-so hit a home run today. Like, there's not much going on. A lot of guys sent down. Yeah, we're going to tell you who that was, um, even though you might already know it. Before we get on to that, Wade, you are going to spring training next week. Yeah, Friday. What's the occasion? Uh, going to a bachelor party. Is he a baseball guy or is it just a he is, Scottsdale thing? Fortunately, you know, uh, he's a Giants fan, so – Get to go to a Giants game. I have one friend who's a Giants fan. Yeah, pretty gross. That's weird. We'll be wearing my Padres gear. Do you have new Padres gear? I was going to go tomorrow after work to get a new hat. Do you go on to the park? Yeah. Okay. Are you going to be the show's eyes and ears uh, at spring training in between your Alabama Slammers, of course? Yeah. They are playing the Diamondbacks on Friday at uh, Talking Stick Stadium. Talking Stick. Great little park out there. Have you ever been? I don't think so. The like uh, top golf's on one side of it, and the casinos on the other side of it. I'm in now. Yeah, great location. <laughs> what else do you need if you're in Arizona? You got baseball, top golf, and the casino, and beer at all locations. Right. So that, that's all I need. Let's get to the some things that are happening in spring training. Like I said, all the all the big news is like so. I saw a prospect news is who's been sent down, who's hurt. Um, Alec Baum is doing really well playing third base in Philadelphia. He's a big name prospect. Other prospects like AJ Puck is just, oh, he's hurt. Um, not a whole bunch of stuff going on. Very limited sample size. We get to see them for a couple weeks and then they're gone. But March 8th, we had a mass exodus of Padres prospects from Major League Camp reassigned to Minor League Camp. And those include big names like Luis Campuzano, who's I've, I've been watching a decent number of Padre games, and I was kind of surprised to see he's only had four at-bats. He went one for four and has only caught three innings. I thought I saw him around more than that. Maybe I'm great. Maybe all the games are just kind of blurring together. The DHing for him, maybe? Maybe. 
Other prospects sent down, got Edward Oliveras, who I thought had a very nice little spring from a guy that I thought was going to be able to compete for a corner outfield spot at some point this year. Jorge Oña, who had a, just a couple bombs above the Monsters. naughty hills or whatever, the, the grassy knolls. That's what I'm looking for. Gabriel Arias, I thought played very well in spring. He's gone. Owen Miller, I didn't see much of. He's gone. Hudson Potts. I'm out on Hudson Potts. I'm, I'm officially. I don't think you were ever in. No, I'm, I was never in. I was never out. Now I'm, now I'm just out. I, I don't see a path where he becomes a viable everyday major league player. I just don't see it. Maybe he has a good little first half trade deadline kind of guy. I think he strikes out too much and I don't think he has the power to make up for it. Kind of like a Joey Gallo or a Framel Reyes. Uh, I, I don't see it. Esteban Quiros gone. Michael Geddes, our guy gone. Pedro Avila, Lake Bacher. I got his name right today. You did. Finally. Uh, he was only re- took you 34 episodes. We're getting there. He was terrible in the spring. Three innings, six hits, four runs. Very limited sample from him, and he showed that I don't know where he's going to end up, but it's not going to be in San Diego anytime soon. Miguel Diaz and Darius Valdez all reassigned. Lurking around still with the big club, Adrian Morajon, who's been pitching kind of a lot lately and getting hit kind of a lot lately. Taylor Trammell, is that a good little spring? Make year. It's a make year for him? Yeah. He looked bad in center field the other day. They had him playing center. It's fine. He's hitting. And he like misread a ball, dove for it, hit off his glove. He went to go grab it and kind of tripped over his own feet and thought he'd turn his ankle. He could have been worse than Tim Tebow looking in outfield, though. You see that? Yeah. Well, one of them's a a legitimate top 100 prospect in baseball, and one's a former college football analyst who's who's also our age, (laughs) 10 years older than Trammell. Gore Patino, still lurking around. Uh, None of these guys are going to make the roster. Still lots of cuts to come. But I'm I'm glad these guys are sticking around for a little bit, getting some run. And Vossler, our boy Vossler is still around. Does he have a shot? I don't think he doesn't not have a shot. Double negative? Yeah. So no, he doesn't have so, a shot. So no. No, he doesn't have a shot. But does he have a shot? You know what? Maybe. No, he doesn't. A couple quick things for me. Luis Torrens, who had a very good year last year in double A. Sneaky guy. Hit 300. With a 373 on base, 15 home runs last year in double A. Uh, we've talked about him quite a bit on the show before, but he hasn't really been doing much in spring training. Um, you got his stats up. Can you pull it up? You can be my stats guy. Uh, he's played in eight games. He's had 14 at-bats with three hits. He has walked three times. Two home runs in his three hits. Are you sure about that? Two RBIs in his three <laughs> hits. <laughs> uh, he was one of the guys I thought who, if he had a really nice spring, there would have been a conversation about him being the Padres' third catcher. Yeah, uh, batting two fourteen with a three sixty eight, And it's spring, so like you're always going to be – no, it's a small sample. Spring training numbers, they, they really don't matter. Unless they're good, of course. Then everybody likes to freak out about his spring training numbers, but – um, I, I think he's destined to go back to double A or, or triple A maybe depending where they want him to catch, I guess. Do you want to stick him in El Paso and just watch the numbers explode? Um, it also kind of just depends what they're going to do with hedges. And I think Mejia is going to get the majority of the, the, the catching duties this year. And then hedges 40%, 35%. Uh, does he come in as a defensive replacement? Like we talked about. And then 
maybe with a 26 man roster, Luis Torrens is, you know, on the 40 man, maybe he's up and down a bunch this year, filling in here and there, um, is that third catcher kind of guy, especially if somebody gets hurt, he's gonna be up there in a second. Um, do you know why I kind of still like hedges on the team and why I don't want to trade him? Defense. This makes no, this makes absolutely no sense. Um, logically stat people, the nerds out there are not going to like this argument for why I want hedges. His dreamboat eyes. He is a handsome man. Yeah, definitely best looking guy on the Padres. Your sister likes him, right? Yeah. What sister doesn't like him? I guess what brother doesn't like him either. I guess. Yeah. It's 2020. Yeah. It's a year for experimentation. <laughs> uh, I forgot where I was going with that. Um, why do I? Why do I still like him? I think it's important for a team that has a a long track record of losing as they transition into winning to have a couple holdover guys who remember what it was like to lose. So you're bringing in all the new talent that hasn't had to endure the suffering with us, the fans, we, the fans have seen all of it. We've been here for all the losing. I'd like having some of the players on the team having to fight through the losing to embrace, to get to the winning finally and be able to accept it more, to embrace it more, to cherish the winning a little bit more and to have the the kind of enthusiasm that you can't really duplicate from a, from a guy who wins all the time. So I'm thinking kind of like Tommy fam, Tommy fam's used to winning. He's been on the Cardinals. He's been on the Rays. And yeah, it's good to have those guys around, but I also want the guys who have had it so tough for so long, finally get a chance. So the guys that would fit this are Will Myers, Austin Hedges, Maybe Denelson Lamette, who's kind of been around for a little bit. Um, and Joey Lucchese, maybe. Um, Kirby Yates. So like I, I want to make sure that those guys get a chance to win with the Padres. I'd feel bad if through all the losing, all the rebuilding, all the guys that we had on the team are just gone by the time we have a good team. Does that make any sense to you? Kind of, yeah. I get where you're going. I think it's more of a, an emotional Tell take. Tell young kids how bad it could be. Yeah, and they and their enthusiasm will show more. Keep them level-headed. Yeah, and they they will appreciate the winning a lot more. And it's good to have leaders like Fam who know how to win. Machado's been on some winning clubs. Hosmer's had some winning team, but the the guys that have never won before to give them a chance to finally win with the team that had this whole trust the process, uh, Padre style, where Hedges has been around since day one. Since he he came up with the club for the first time, I think when he was twenty two. And the team has been terrible ever since then. Maybe some of that's his fault. But I would like to see Hedges get a chance to be on a, a pottery team that has a, a winning record for once. Just so he can feel good. And then we all feel good. Especially us, because we get to see Hedges. He can't enjoy himself like we can enjoy him. <laughs> Do you want to read the Simply Safe ad? Uh, let me pull it up. Wade, over under confirmed cases of coronavirus in mainland China, 70,000. What do you think it is? Over under? Under. It's over. It's 80. How many deaths? Over under, say, 3,000. Over. 3,136 dead. Out of 80,000? Yeah. I ain't scared of no corona. And you know how many people live in China? (laughs) Three billion or something. More than a billion. With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. 
You can't wait. You can wait weeks for a technician to do a messy install that costs a fortune. San Marino has 49 confirmed cases. Or you can get <laughs> Simply Safe, the two-time winner of CNET's Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard inside. You can set up the system all by yourself, and it only takes 30 minutes. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police in a moment's notice, 24-7. 50 cents a day with no contracts. About, about 50 cents? About true 50? Yeah. Curtis Jackson. What? 50 cents. Yeah, I know. I was doing the South Park, though. Go Shep. to simplysafe.com. <laughs> get through the read, Wade. Go to simplysafe.com slash team today and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com slash team. That's simplysafe.com slash team. I never heard of half of these guys and the ones I do know are way past the prime. Most of these guys never had a prime. This guy here is dead. Lots of places with just one coronavirus patient that's tested positive. How, do you, how does one guy get it? And then, I don't know, because if you're, I guess if you're traveling, you pick it up somewhere, that's the only way, and then you come home to your homeland and you're the only guy that has it. You're just eating bats in your backyard. Do they have to quarantine you? Yeah. So like Jordan, Andorra, Liechtenstein, Bhutan, Gibraltar, Vatican City. I mean- you Got it, one dude that's got it. Italy's got a lot of people. So people like travel to Italy and then Vatican City's right there. Yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of solo travelers out there, I guess. Yeah, you ever you travel solo anywhere? Uh, no, never. No, it's like to and from the couch yeah. alone. Just <laughs> you have someone hold your <laughs> yeah. hand. Uh, big convo of the week. This is Ryan's circle of trust. So, again, this is. My rankings of Padres players in order, one through 20, who I want most in a wildcard playoff game. We're having a draft. This is my draft cheat sheet. If Wade and I were doing a draft, we could do that. You want to, you want to draft them? Whatever you want. It's your show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Spurs Mavericks on. We're going to bet on Spurs plus four. I mean, the real game of the day is Northeastern Huskies versus Hofstra Pride. What's that score right now? we got 30-28 halftime. People care about Northeastern Hofstra the day after it's over and getting live updates. That does huge ratings. Oh, yeah. Do you know where Hofstra is? Hofstra is located. God, you always ask me those kind of questions. You don't You don't know. I do know. What are you Googling right now? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Hofstra is in Indiana. It is not. Damn. Is it in Tennessee? It is not. Is that is it that area? Play Northeastern. Like, come on. I don't know. Boise State's in our conference. These are small conferences. Well, Illinois. It is in Long Island, New York. Fuck. Goddamn. Where's Northeastern? It is in Boston. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So Wade, I actually had if you can believe this, a difficult time deciding who I wanted number one because it's a one-game playoff. What matters the most in a one-game playoff? Probably who your starting pitcher is. Yeah, you think so? So I went back and forth a lot between 
Tatis and Paddock. And I guess you could call this tier one, just Tatis Paddock, because that was the only, those are the only guys I was considering for the overall, overall number one pick. And I ended up going with Tatis um, because of how dynamic he is as a player. He, the offense runs through him. We saw it last year. The team was 500 at the all-star break when he was playing well, and then he got hurt and the team tanked. And he is the catalyst that drives the entire offense, power, speed. We saw him bunt for a base hit the other day. I don't know if we were watching that game. He does he's like going to have a new Selly this year? I hope not because I still really like the chop. Okay. When it's when it's so good, like don't fix it if it's not broken, you know? Maybe run it back for another year. It's not stale yet. Do you think it's old? I don't know. I just want to see if he could come up with something new. I was going to say, what are the kids doing these days? But he's one of the kids. He's, right. <laughs> so what's he doing that matters? Um, I still – I'm pro chop. I chop okay. I chop it when we play softball. I mean, we'll be pro whatever he does. It could be terrible and we'd still love it. Probably. So are you okay with Tatis over Paddock? Yes. Tatis won Paddock too. Yeah. He gets the team going. Are you okay with – Gets the juices flowing. Are you okay with Paddock being too? Because I figured if there's some scenario where uh, you take Paddock – First, like if we were doing a draft and you took Paddock one and I took Tatis one. So here's the question. I can get a starting pitcher later. Is Paddock your opening day? He's starter? the guy who I want to start. Is yeah. Opening, opening day, day starter, opening day, wild card, whatever. If it, well, opening day starter is overrated. It's, it'd be fun to watch him get an opening day starter, but for a playoff, the game that I want to win the most, I want him to start it. So you're passing on Davies, Richards. You're going straight to Paddock. Yeah. He's the best pitcher on the team. Okay. Starting pitching is not exactly a strength for the yeah. Padres. So. I'm fine with that. Okay. All right. Tier two. I thought it was pretty clear cut. We got Manny Machado at three, Tommy Pham at four, Denelson Lamette five. And Machado being three. Uh, the Padres have a very clear group of hitters that are good. And it's basically just Tatis, Machado, Pham in some order. Yeah. Like all the other guys are kind of interchangeable. Maybe Grisham's good. Maybe he's not. Nobody really fucking knows yet. So calm your tits with and all the, the Grisham love. I don't know that you want him in a wild card game. Uh, yeah. If it's, if it's a lefty starter, is he even reliable? Ground ball to right field, you know? Mm, playing right field. Well, we'd be sticking him in center field. More action in center. Uh, Hosmer. Is a wild card. Mejia. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The okay. wild, we, we talk about that all the time. Okay. Um, fam is the only... Fan Machado, Tatis, or the the offense. That's the whole offense. So I re- I ranked them really high, and what then about I will. He's crushing spring training. Famous last words from guys who are cut <laughs> six weeks later. <laughs> so and so is crushing spring training. Midseason form, Wade. Although if Will Myers were in midseason form, he'd be hitting two fifty with. He's never looked better. True. Came in in. No, he was in twenty. Came in in the best shape of his life. There it is. Twenty sixteen was his All Star year. Was that was that right? When he was like right, thirty twenty. I'm just saying, like spring training quotes. Best shape of his life. Best shape of his life. He's never looked better. I love that one too. Um, and then so Lamette at five is I ranked him really high because coming in after Paddock, let's say Paddock goes five. Paddock is struggling to finish innings. His pitch count's really high. Lamette can come in and throw two or three innings and get to get to the end of the game. We're all expecting a big year out of Lamette. If he's healthy, he's really good. He's very good. So I'm just worried about him staying healthy. You just say how many pitches he throws. He so throws a ton why, of pitches. That's why you want him in the in the bullpen. five six. Yeah, fifth and sixth inning to bail out Paddock when Paddock inevitably throws too many pitches. Also, 
All the Padres throw too many pitches. So I like Lamette as the long guy coming out early in the bullpen. Make sure we win this game. He racks up like seven, eight strikeouts and in three innings, and we're good to go. Okay. And the game's over. So any any trouble with tier two? Machado, Fam, Lamette? No. All right. You're doing a lot of agreeing so far. Tier three. Kirby Yates at six. Drew Pomeranz at seven. Will Myers at eight. El Gallo. White Queso. Will Myers make tier three for you? Uh, as I mentioned, there's not a lot of offensive guys I trust. There's only three. And if Will Myers is hot, if there's a chance he's hot, then I like him a lot. But behind Yates and behind Pomerantz, I, I care more about the pitching in this one-game scenario, wildcard game. And we've got Paddock starting it. You've got Lamette coming in second. And then to make sure we close out the game, you've got Yates and Pomeranz also. And then Will Myers. What I'm about t- Pagan? Where's Pagan on this tier? We're, we're not there yet. Why doesn't he make this tier? Uh, we've never seen Pagan even pitch in the National League before or at Petco. Uh, I expect him to be very good, but because we haven't seen him do it over here yet, I don't know. Things are different. Changes scenery. We know what Pomeranz can do. We know what Yates can do. And we know what Lame- I just trust those guys a little bit more. That's nothing against Pagan. It's just, is Pagan your 7, 8, 9 guy right now? Where would you have Pagan in the bullpen? I think he's my 9 guy right after Will Myers, but in that tier. No, and and we're just talking bullpen. Seven, eight, nine innings. Like who is your who's your seventh oh, inning guy? Who's go. your Pagan, Pomerantz, Yates? Okay. So Pomerantz, Pagan, Yates. Maybe I think I think that's going to be a fluid situation at the back of the bullpen. But like we're not disagreeing on Pagan. I just don't have him in this tier. That's the only difference. Well, that's where I'm disagreeing. I think he is in this tier. You want to stick him in that tier? Okay. Yeah. Let's get to tier four. And we have number nine, Austin Hedges. Wow, very high. Is that high for you? Yeah. We're going to talk about him in a second then. Your guy, Emilio Pagan. There he is at 10. There he is. 11. Here's our first kind of upset pick. It's Mackenzie Gore. Wow. You're putting him in a wildcard game this early in his career. Yeah. I think if – well, let's get through the rest. Trent Grisham at 12. Francisco Mejia at 13. So – Putting Hedges at nine, for me, he starts the game and hopefully finishes the game. Mejia is probably a bench bat, pinch hitting in this role. Pagan, um, you know, maybe I pitch Pagan in the seventh, eighth inning. It doesn't doesn't really matter. But in the circle of trust, he's just behind Pomerantz and Yates in in the bullpen, bullpen hierarchy. But I'd still like to have him. I just, if I'm picking a team, I want those guys first. That's all. It's not a slight on Pagan, I don't think. Hedges, I think defensively, you want him calling this game, uh, stealing strikes from the umpire or for the umpire, I guess, from the batter. That makes more sense. Stealing strikes, framing pitches, calling the best game possible because this game means so much. Over the course of a long season, I think you need Mejia's bat in there a lot, especially because we talked about how often this offensive team is, is better than usual, but we don't trust that many guys on offense and you need him in there. But in this one game sample, I think Hedges is going to pull his weight a ton by, you know, this is going to be a low scoring game, probably Paddock's pitching. It's, I'm expecting like a, a typical Padres game where it's three to one, two to one, something in that area. Um, everybody's a little tight. Haven't played in the postseason game since 2006. So haven't played in a meaningful game since 2010. I want Hedges catching. That's all. Okay. You have. Any other thoughts on Hedges? No, I like your thought process. I mean, you're, that good for, you? you're good for 
three strikeouts a game, not moving any runners over. But that's fine. I think he makes up for it in this sample size. And let's say we get to the seventh, eighth inning, and it's t- it's two to two. Then you can pinch it for him. What if you just have Hedges bunt every time up this year? You just straight sacrifice every single time. I don't think I hate that. Let, right? Sacrifice every time. What if no one's on base? Do it anyway. Yeah. Just practice your bunting. And if they start playing really in on you, then you pull it back and you slap away and then scare yeah. the shit out of Love somebody. It. He's just a designated bunter. And he just he just screws with the defense right. every time he's up. Yeah. Like, what do we do with this guy? Right. I like it. Just bunt every time. Right. Huge. Can't get any worse than he already is. Gore at 11. What do you think about Gore in here? I don't know. You already have, what was it, five pitchers ahead of him? You're throwing six pitchers in one game? Um, yeah, it's a lot of pitching, but I, I value pitching in this scenario. And I think the Padres are going to need pitching more than offense in this game. And all season long, I think they're going to need more pitching than offense. And so by the end of the season, I think Gore is, is up and is an option in the bullpen. Is a nasty lefty coming out of there. Kind of an unusual leg kick. He's got a kind of a deceptive delivery. I think it'd be an asset on the bullpen in one game sample. Anyone you you would rearrange here? Move up a tier, maybe? I mean, if you already have Hedges, Mejia, maybe move down a tier? You want two catchers in this tier? I might trade trade Mejia for someone in the tier below. Okay. We'll, we'll get into next. Let's see what the t- tier five is the final tier. It's the biggest tier. We're going 14 through 20. It's Brian Dozier, Michelle Baez, Franchi Cordero, Josh Naylor's at 17, Taylor Trammell nice. at 18. Make year. Andres Munoz at 19 and Greg Garcia at 20. So we can start with Dozier at 14. So you have him being the starting second baseman. This in year. this game, probably. Over Profar, over Garcia. Cronenworth. Over Ty France, over Cronenworth. Nobody's, nobody's uh, tickling my fancy so far in the spring. I, I thought I thought Profar would come out of the gates hotter. You were so anti-Dozier two weeks ago, and now he's, he's, four, he's 14th. Now he's making your top 20. He's tier five. Top, <laughs> making your top 20. Uh, yeah, he's in this scenario, he's my second baseman, but that doesn't mean I'm in love with, he's the 14th best player on the Padres. That but of the five options at second base, he's your number one. That's not saying much either, but yeah, for, for right now. Yes, he is. Okay. I'm all in on Dozier. Are you happy? You got, yeah, you got it out yeah. of me. I'm all in on Dozier. waiting for that. Michelle Baez. We got, got another, dozed. I got, I was dozed. Should we get shirts? I got dozed. No, you're trying. You're too happy. You're trying to print shirts now. Now that we can't make, I just want to. I just want to print shirts. Make our cactus league. Shirts. Can't I print something? <laughs> Michelle Baez at 15. We got another bullpen guy way down on the bullpen list, but I think bullpen's important, and I want bull, I want good bullpen guys on this team for a, for a wild card. I want it deep. I want options. I want everybody available. We're calling all hands on deck here, except probably not Garrett Richards, probably not Joey Lucchese, probably not Zach Davies. I want the bullpen guys. Michelle Baez throwing 100. And Andres Munoz throwing 100. He's got to come in and face three people, though. Yeah, I don't care. Or right. get to the end of the inning. Oh, so you can bring him in with two outs? Yeah. Gotcha. And then he's good. Okay. So there, there's still options. Pitchers can still are still pretty flexible, even with his three batter minimum rule, because when you get to the end of an inning, you are, you are, you are free to be. You forgot about out. that part of the rule. That's a huge part. That's going to say, I mean, people were complaining this takes away a lot of strategy of the game. It, it really. It does, but it also is not as serious as you think. I mean. Unless he doesn't get that guy out and then he has to stay in and face another guy. Yeah. And then if he doesn't get that guy out, he's got one more. 
So right. that could be an issue. Yeah. But if you trust him to get an out, which I I do, but he's I mean he's way down on the list of bullpen guys. I just like him. I like having options on the bullpen. Does an intentional walk count as a batter? Like where he comes in, doesn't throw a pitch? Uh, I'm pretty sure it does. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that's going to be used a lot yeah. this year. It's going to see. You bring in a, a lot guy. Of intentional walks this year. Yeah. You, you pull the starter. You bring in a bullpen guy. You throw an intentional walk, and now you only have two batters to go. Right. Uh, Franchi Cordero, Josh Naylor, Taylor Trammell in that order. Do you have anything to say about that? I mean, they're all pretty much the same player. They're nothing alike. Cordero and Trammell, similar. Yeah. Josh Naylor. I mean, they're all they're all lefties. They're all shades of brown or black. They're okay at defense. Naylor's they can hit the long ball. Naylor's the worst at defense of that group. Yeah. Trammell isn't the best. Cordero, they're both supposed to be good on paper, Cordero and Trammell, but they're both still kind of raw, I think. They they make bad reads semi-frequently. So, but I lots mean, of tools. I mean, the, the, that group's loaded with tools. I think Franchi has the, the loudest, most ready tools, and that's why he's ahead of Naylor and Trammell. And Trammell has the least amount of experience. That's why he's third. But I could see him getting into the game as a useful guy who's going to pinch it or be a guy to go first to third, pinch running. You know, if you need a run, like where are you going to on the bench? I want speed on my bench, and that's why Cordero and Trammell are here. Yeah. Two of the fastest guys on the team. Fastest kids alive. Yeah. And then Greg Garcia snuck in here at 20. What do you think about Greg Garcia? You know, great bench player. I think for me, adds a lot of versatility. Someone gets hurt, he could fill in at any infield Shortstop, position. third, second. Throw him at first. Stick him in the outfield. You can play anywhere. Play him in catcher, even. I like Greg Garcia. Uh, anyone noticeably absent for you? Um, I think there's one big gaping absentee on here. Worth about $20 million a yeah, season. That would be the four-time gold glover, Eric Hosmer. Cue the gif of him overrunning the pop-up in Houston. He's not making your top 20. No, he's not at the circle of trust at all. <laughs> um, we're very anti-Hosmer. He, he and I, I do not. we. Okay. From this side of the desk, <laughs> I'll take all the blame. Um, come at me on so Twitter, I guess. So are you bringing Vossler to this game over? <laughs> Maybe. How's Vossler playing in AAA right now? Does Vossler have 30 home runs in AAA? I don't know. If he does, I might call him up. I'm not saying... Hosmer's not going to be with the first baseman, but I'd much rather have any of these. I'd rather have all of these guys before Hosmer. There's plenty of guys that can hit 275 with 20 home runs over the course of a full season. But what about the clubhouse leader in this game? He's a hell of a leader, and he's a great base runner, as we've all seen and heard about. I, I just, I, I'm not going to waste one of these top picks on a first baseman. I mean, Naylor, play Naylor at first base. You don't think Naylor over the whole season could put up Hosmer numbers? Remains to be seen. Yeah, because he hasn't gotten the chance yet because <laughs> Hosmer's clogging up the first base. Um, last time we talked about Hosmer, we acknowledged that he, he's very average or below average in pretty much every category, except he is, we're giving some credit here. He's good with guys on base. There's no doubt he's an excellent hitter with guys on base, and that was proven. His OPS, 64 points higher. Right, so if you're thinking this is going to be a 2-1 nail-biter and there's a guy on second, you don't want him at the plate? I think there's plenty of other, plenty of other guys that do the, will do the same thing as him. All right. Famous um, last words. The reason that's twice on the show today? Watch uh, Hosmer win us the wild card. I hope year. he busts out this year. <laughs> I do. And if he does, you know what? I'm going to take credit for giving him the motivation to do it. 
How's that? That's Dude, how you cover your bases, Cosmer Wade. Cosmer for sure listens to this podcast. That's how you cover your bases. We're going to add Eric Cosmer later. Check the tape. Um, watch him at 30 homers this year. So anyway, that's my – where would you stick Hosmer in this list then? It's your list now. Where would you put Hosmer? I'm putting him in tier four. Tier four? Okay. We got Hedges, Pagan, Gore, Grisham, Mejia. Where would you stick him in that group? Above Mejia. And we're moving Mejia to tier five. So Mejia is going to 14 and you're going to put Hosmer at 13. Yep. Wow. Way to go out on a limb. Huge for Eric Hosmer there. You'd rather have Trent Grisham. Yeah. You'd rather have Mackenzie Gore on the team. Yeah. Who may or may not pitch. Yeah. <laughs> the first baseman. What You're a, the one that left him completely off the list. How is this? Yeah. How is this going out on I'm the list? Let, I'm, I'm, letting putting, you, I'm putting him on the list. I'm letting you fix it right now. And so far you haven't done shit to fix it. I just told you. All right. You got nothing. Good stuff out of you, Wade. Thanks for uh, wow. showing up. This podcast is horse shit. Said I didn't want fish. You're, you're butchering that line. No. I think it's like, I didn't want fish. I said it three times. Yeah. But he says this wedding is bull- horse shit. Yeah, first. I know that. Obviously. Um, any other things you want to add to this? You want to go over your Olympic handball roster? I haven't had enough time to uh, come up with a team. We'll I'm re- reading over your team. We'll, it, we'll save that for uh, – yeah, I've got a team all lined up here, but we'll save it for – Next week I'll come with my uh, – is it seven or eight players that play? It's seven players start, and then I just threw in a couple subs, so I have nine guys on this list. Okay. I'll come with a better team than your team. Okay. This is my team. I mean, you're looking at my team right now. That's a yep. pretty good team. Am I allowed to take some of your players or no? Maybe we could make some trades. We could talk about trades. All right. But we'll do see your you... homework next week, listeners at home. Oh, we're creating a and U.S. Olympic handball team from from former uh, U.S. athletes because we don't want to take athletes that are active because they have other things going on priorities. But if we were going to make a U.S. Olympic handball team from our former athletes, would they be able? We're trying to make the best team possible to win gold. Give them six months to train. Although the Olympics is coming up sooner than that, isn't it? Yeah, we got to... We only have like two months to train before they have to head over there. And are the Olympics going to happen? Will there be fans? They can still happen, but I don't know if there'll be fans. A lot less sex at the Olympics this year. I'm predicting that. Yeah. They usually set records every year for number of condoms should, uh, used. look into Japan flights for the Olympics. They might be pretty cheap right now. You want to go? Yeah. I'll check it out. Thank you for listening. Please follow the show's Twitter account, at Fryer Farmhands. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. That's your cute way. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. You've been listening to Believe in Padres Prospects on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. That was Wade. I'm Ryan. See you guys next week. Stay healthy out there. But my other son, Brennan, uh, was going to be moving into his own place, but um, he was recently let go from his job at PetSmart, so he is going to be living with us. I wasn't fired from my job. I was laid off. You wouldn't know the difference. I didn't want salmon. I said it four times. This wedding is horseshit. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.